0: The Nielsen Canada Music 360 report, which highlights the Canadian music landscape in 2017, was released earlier this week and uh, on the line right now is Paul Shaver, who's head of Nielsen Music Canada, not to be uh, confused with Paul Schaefer, who worked with David Letterman all those years ago. How you doing, Paul? I'm
1: doing well, Kelly. How are you
0: doing? Long I'm, time no talk. It has been. Listen, let's talk about what this 360 report shows us. What What are some of the major surprises in this report on how we are consuming music?
1: Well, just real quick, over the, basically over the last five years, Nielsen's been chatting with Canadians just to get an in-depth look at their levels of music consumption and their behavior and around live attendance and how they're consuming their music, and it's basically about where they are, who they are, time spent listening, how they're consuming, and yeah, we just wrapped it all up, and the great news is that music consumption is up in Canada, and in, in fact, 93% of Canadians are listening to music. That's up from 89% a year ago, so it's Quite exciting. And if you actually look at uh, specifically in the millennial sections, it's up even higher. Up 96% of millennials are listening to
0: music. Is there a major reason why we're listening to, to more music? Is the greater access from various platforms, you know, like radio, streaming, uh, YouTube?
1: Well, you can contribute a lot of it nowadays to the rise of, of the move towards mobile consumption. Over okay. half Canadians' population will listen to music via their smartphones these days. It's more accessible. Your phone's with you all the time in all your different elements, whether it's listening, streaming it online through mm-hmm. an app, through a platform. It's in your hand wherever you go now, Kel, as opposed to back in the day where you kind of either were in your car listening to that in your radio or at home on your stereo.
0: You know what I found interesting because I'm looking at a few of the uh, pages in your report. Now it's a big report. You guys uh, did a lot of talking to people about how they enjoy music in Canada and the fact that you know I think radio gets nervous about people streaming, but they they are not giving enough credit to the fact that people still want someone there to aggregate to to help them discover music, and that's why radio's still top of the heap, right?
1: Yeah. Actually, it's still, we call it, radio is still king for music listening. Uh, it's even with, as you just said, heavy competition, but uh, you know, upwards of 64% of Canadians listen and consume their music over the air, traditional listening to radio. And it actually punches up to 70% when you start adding in all those other elements of people listening to radio, like you said, whether it's online, through an app like your Radio Player Canada, um, it's up. People are able to consume it more and more. And it's, uh, it's the number one outlet for music discovery. It goes back to what you said, you know, people like sometimes being pushed content, even when you go to some of those other providers streaming, playlists tend to rule in that world as well, People like curated content. Mm-hmm. Radio right. yeah. you know, has been doing that wonderfully for years.
0: I think if you connect, and radio has shown, you know, if you're connecting with a personality that's on air, then you're more willing to uh, open yourself up to something new that they're sharing with you. It's sort of like when you listen to an artist that's sharing on one of the streaming um, platforms their playlist. People like to find out, you know, what Paul McCartney's listening to.
1: Absolutely, agree. People have, have trusted allies that they, they listen to. You become an, a, a confidant of, of people when they're listening and they kind of tend to lead and follow.
0: You also spoke about the fact that in this report that live music attendance is uh, is up again. It
1: is, it is up. It's up over 80. It's up 80, to 81% this year. It was only 73% a year ago. So the people attending music festivals and the spend for music is on the rise. Uh, millennials even higher up to 83% uh, from 79% a year ago. So live is definitely in, in, in good shape these days.
0: When I saw this portion of your report talking about live music attendance and how many people are going to see live music immediately, I thought, and wrongly, that it's because of all these uh, these big music festivals that are out there. That's not really the major draw. The major draw is a live concert with one main headliner. We have brand loyalty,
1: you You've done your homework, yeah, when you when we take it live, we cut it up in various segments, exactly whether it's a festival with multiple people, a, a show with one headline or at a club at a venue. But you're absolutely right. Festivals you know, get a lot of the attention a lot of the time because they're so big and robust and have massive sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. But I think the good takeaway is that the live music market, there's definitely a passion for people seeing music, their favorite acts,
0: yeah, and there's this is really interesting, too. I'm shocked. The music festival is actually eclipsed. By the number of people, there are more people that that go out to see small live music sessions at a bar or a coffee shop or a small venue than the number of people that go to music festivals, which I found shocking. And it's really interesting because we're losing so many of those small clubs in the city. The Silver Dollar Room just closed down. Hugh's yeah. room is, is still in trouble. I mean, there's a, a volunteer group that's trying to keep it afloat, but, you know.
1: It's hard. It, it, it's difficult. It's, you know, real estate probably in the fees have to pay a, play, a lot into that that fold back in the day when some of those venues were, you know, they were thriving back in the day. And I, I fear the day of at least looking like a Vancouver, you know, Vancouver back in the day when we both were there, all those markets, that venues that were there. And I, you know... Starfish Room, is that gone? Starfish Room has gone now. Yeah, Yeah. I bet. Richard's on Richard's gone. Wow. And I'd hate to think of the day when something like the Horseshoe or Lees are in jeopardy of not being around in the Toronto marketplace because of pressures on real estate and just the the, the dollar can drive
0: that sometimes. Chris had an interesting question that had to do with uh, social media. Chris, what did you want to ask Paul? I'm wondering if uh, concerts are up and people going to more and more concerts because of social media. I know the people who are my friends on social media tend to – post a selfie at a concert, then I I will stop and think, ah, geez, I wish I bought a ticket to that. Or there's the people who annoyingly videotape the entire concert. How much of a role does social media play in all this?
1: Huge. Social media is a huge role. Although the the number one way of uh, consumers finding out about a festival, ironically, is still through seeing a big festival on TV or hearing about it through a friend. Mm. Uh, But as when it comes to social platforms, Facebook, ironically, is still the number one outlet for the discovery of a live music uh, event taking place.
0: Really? So yeah, it's a, it it's is. it's the sharing.
1: It is, and Snapchat obviously and Instagram pop, pop uh, quite high with uh, the millennial sector. But yeah, Facebook is still number one for live discovery outlet. Um, it's, it's pretty impressive.
0: Paul, you've worked in music for, re- for years. You alluded to that when you spoke about us knowing each other since uh, back in Vancouver. I don't want to say how many years ago that was, but what was the most shocking thing that you found uh, personally about this 360 report, this Nielsen report?
1: Well, I think that the biggest thing is there's a lot of, you know, vibes out there within people who aren't in the business that, you know, that the music industry is still suffering and we're all hurting from it. And I think that that's a misnomer that that needs to be put to rest. People are engaging with music more and more than they ever have. There was a period of time, we call it the dark era, where, you know, the piracy was at an all-time high and it really took a hit to the industry as a whole. Uh, but now, you know, with the millennial generation and the advent of the mobile and being very portable universe, people are engaging with music more than they ever have before. And we're also finding that people are now in, in the study we just did, we're asking consumers about spending habits. Mm-hmm. And we're now finding out that, you know, people actually don't mind paying, you know, a, a best, a, you'll call it kind of a license fee to one of the partners to, to have that access when they want, whenever they want. So there's not an affinity of uh, being afraid to say spend 9.99 a month to get all you can eat as far as music, which is which is great to see for the, for the industry, artists, all the stakeholders, because it's it's more than just the artist. There's other people behind the scenes. There's the songwriters. Songwriters not always the artist. Mm-hmm. There's the labels. There's the managers. The live community. So when you put it all together, as an industry, radio is on the uh, a part of that community. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's. It's great news for everyone that people are engaging
0: with. Well, Paul, I appreciate you engaging with us on our little program this afternoon. You have yourself a fantastic weekend. Thanks
1: so much, Kel, really appreciate it.
0: All right, cheers, stay dry. Paul Shaver, head of Nielsen Music Canada,